Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Explain This. I'm with the star of the show, Robin Riddle. How's it going? Doing great. How are you? I am excited, as always, to be here with you today. Absolutely. And you know what's interesting? <laughs> you know, some of the topics I have a little bit of knowledge around, mm-hmm. but most of them I don't. And <laughs> today is one that I don't have much knowledge okay, on awesome. at all. So if you guys need to learn more about this, this is the show for you. It's called SIBO. So can you explain, Robin, what SIBO is? Absolutely. So I think we've already established I'm kind of the gut queen. You're the you gut know. queen. All things gut related. I love to diagnose and treat. Um, so SIBO is one of those gut things. And before they should watch the episode with you and Andy where you fix his gut. Yes. Yes. Done. So that one, there's an episode about the GI map. There's yep. an episode about bloating. Um, I think I've mentioned SIBO probably in most of those, but I've yeah. never gone into depth. So let's talk about what SIBO actually is. Let's do it. SIBO stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Okay. So it is an overaccumulation of bacteria in the small intestines. So okay. we have bacteria throughout the whole gut. It's not that it's unusual to have those bacteria. The, the key point to that is the overaccumulation and where it's happening. And, and when you were describing, I'm like, well, why does that matter? Yeah. You know, like, so, you know, if it's around the small intestine, you know, what does that do? Well, you know, the saying like too much of a good thing is a bad thing. It's that. Like bacteria is not a bad thing in and of itself. We have trillions of bacteria in the gut. But it's this type of bacteria that when they overgrow, they start to cause us a lot of issues. Okay. So um, symptom-wise, things that people will present with, um, stomach pain, bloating, gas. It can be constipation or diarrhea, depending on which type of SIBO it is. Um, But usually people will tell me like, oh, gosh, I just hurt so bad. Like I eat something and my stomach bloats out like I look like I'm pregnant when I'm not and just that that firm distension in the stomach um, reflux like I said constipation diarrhea abdominal cramping indigestion all those sorts of things can happen no SIBO that wouldn't always be SIBO, no. correct? So, so okay. that's where the testing comes in or okay. really tracking down um, symptoms and location of symptoms. But usually I prefer testing because it tells us for sure. Now, is the testing the GI map or is there other There's way? a different test. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, well, and so that's where part of it comes into tracking down risk factors. So that's where okay. me having done enough gut stuff, I can kind of get a better idea just based on the patient, what their history is, what their complaints are what kind of testing we should do. So okay. the GI map is one that's out there, but GI map is only looking at large intestines colon. It's not catching a picture of the small intestines. The testing that we do for SIBO is actually a breath test. So they're interesting. Yeah, because we're um, so basically there's a very specific diet that you follow for 12 hours, very bland. And then it's 12 hours of fasting. And then you do you start doing breath collections. So you do a single breath collection for a baseline, drink a solution of lactulose, and then we're collecting breath samples every 15 minutes for three hours. And what that's doing is following that lactulose solution based on average transit time through the intestines and seeing at what point we see a spike in meth- methane or hydrogen, which those are the byproducts from the bacteria that cause SIBO. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Okay. And I'm going to ask probably an ignorant question, <laughs> but how do you collect breath? It's very interesting. <laughs> so there is, it, the kit comes with a whole bunch of little glass vials. And I don't know if you've ever watched somebody draw blood, but you know, like mm-hmm. the canister, you pop the blood tube in. Yeah. Okay. So there's a canister like that attached to a bag that's attached to a mouthpiece. Wow. And you breathe out into that bag as you pop a canister on and the your, it goes into 
the glass tube. That is wild. It's really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> there is a video out there about how to do this collection because when people get home with this, even if I explain it, they look at this and they're like, this is crazy looking. Right. I don't know how to do this. Um, so I usually encourage people to watch the video of how to do the collection as well. Um, and it is very specific. You can't um, chew gum. You can't drink. You can't right. do anything during this collection. But we're watching to see what the bacteria do with that lactose solution as it goes through the gut and see where we have spikes and what we have spikes of. And when there's um, a spike, that's an indicator. So if there's a, a spike them. around your small intestine, mm -hmm. so that's how you're, you're yes. interpreting it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it comes across and like it, it'll tell us across the bottom, like at this point it would have been stomach and like where, where in the time frame things would have been hitting in the, in the gut. So it's really cool. That is fascinating. And is so, it just called a SIBO test? Is that? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. SIBO breath cool. test. And so, um, people who are tending, tending to be higher risk for SIBO, number one thing is the use of PPIs, omeprazole, things like that, proton okay. pump inhibitors, because okay. it can over suppress the, um, acid in your stomach. It lets the bad stuff grow. So that's the number one thing across the board that I see being a huge risk for developing SIBO is just using omeprazole or something similar. Uh, can, can you say some of the other, is it PPIs? PPIs. Okay, yeah. So, so anything like in that, pepsin? yeah, pep, the, okay. the, any proton pump inhibitor like Got that. It. And traditionally those were developed to only be used for six to eight week increments, but now we have people that are on them like lifelong. Um, so it, that long-term use over suppresses acid in the stomach, allows growth of bad bacteria. So, so um, say like, you know, I, I, I get the SIBO test. Mm -hmm. You say, hey, Ben, you got SIBO. Yeah. What, like, what are some of the, is it just like a diet elimination sort of thing? There's or? lots of ways to address SIBO. Okay. SIBO is one of those that can be notoriously difficult to get rid of, especially if you don't hit it right. Um, so the first one would be if somebody's on a PPI, taking that away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other people like some autoimmune and diabetes and Crohn's and things like that can predispose you to getting it easier. Obviously, you know, if you have an autoimmune disease, that's harder to take away. We can't right. just be like, hey, stop having your autoimmune disease. So we have to modify the diet a lot in those situations. Um, so number one thing, you can either do prescription antibiotics like Zyfaxin, which is a really strong one that hits the gut, or we can do um, herbal antimicrobials. Um, okay. Prescriptions work hard and fast. The um, natural antimicrobials are slow but longer. Um, so it's typically like twice daily dosing for at least a month on anything that's going to be herbal because of how long it takes to kill everything off. What would, would there be, have you ever, I'm, I'm sure you have, situations where, you know, you get rid of the SIBO and then it comes back? Regrowth can start within two weeks of treat after treatment. Okay. So yes, absolutely. So that's why I said SIBO can be no notoriously hard to get rid of okay. because people think, oh, I'll just take an antibiotic and I'm better. But that's not the case. There is typically at least for a month. So during treatment and at least for a month after treatment, we're talking about a specialized diet. Okay. So um, the GAPS diet, SCD, which uh, is a specific carb diet or a low FODMAP diet okay. are all really common ones and that's for the interim yeah so that's okay. while you're on treatment and for at least a month afterwards and then i let people slowly start adding things back in after that okay. um and then motility agents which those are things that keep everything moving um developing constipation after SIBO, you're going to end up having SIBO right back again. So like fiber, things of that nature? Yeah, but then also like ginger root or there's yep. prescription ones. Like I'll use LDN sometimes to keep things moving. Okay. Another one of my loves, LDN. Yeah. Um, so things like that just to keep things moving through the gut because if things get slowed down again, that bacteria builds right back up and you're right back into the same situation you were in. So 
from a lifestyle change standpoint, mm-hmm. other than getting off the PPI, is there any other things you suggest to people that, you know, it's all kind of lifestyle change, Yeah, you know, but is there anything in particular for someone it who might usually, struggle with it? Yeah, it usually ends up being lower carb, lower sugar diets, because yeah. for most bacteria, that's their fuel sources. So we've got to cut the carbs and sugars back down a lot, focusing more on um, lean meats for your proteins, veggies, things like that, less processed food, you know, not eating out a lot, any of that kind of stuff, because that tends to set you back up to be in that same situation again. Interesting. Um, exercise, good water intake, always keeping things moving well through the gut. Um, things like that. And those would all be preventative as well. So like yes. th- those types of measures would be, like, oh, I don't want SIBO. Yeah. You know, you can take those as a preventative type thing. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Robin, you've explained SIBO for me and I went from zero to hero now. <laughs> I know SIBO. Great. <laughs> Guys, this has been another episode of Explain This. I'm with Robin Riddle. I'm your host, Ben Rogers. Thank you guys so much for watching. You name it, we explain it. We'll see you guys next time. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.